Fuck, and God help me, the station is playing a sinful serenade song. The vocals are a low moan, a sound meant to express an extreme outpouring of emotion. I can't get past the moan. Is that what Miles sounds like when he's mid-orgasm? My cheeks are still scalding. They've been hot for the last fifteen minutes. I scramble to change the station. The next preset is another rock station. That won't do. There, the oldie station is sure to be free of Miles's voice. He laughs. You're cute when you're nervous. I'm not nervous. I fold my arms over my chest. Just not in the mood to listen to rock music. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I watch the sky whiz by outside the windows. The rest of the drive, I only open my mouth to give Miles directions. It feels like an eternity passes, but finally we arrive at Kara's apartment. Miles stays in the car, out of earshot, while I walk Kara up the stone staircase. I fished through her purse for her keys. She looks at me with concern. Thanks for coming out, but Meg? Yeah? Her gaze drifts to Miles, leaning against the car. Be careful. Miles is a total whore. Drink some water. She steps into her apartment. He was flirting with you. You were listening? She smiles deviously, clearly not as drunk as she let on. I worry about you. I shrug, attempting an effortlessly cool expression. It does nothing to convince her. Be careful. She shuts the door. I turn around and rush down the steps. Now it's not just this Miles guy who's certain of my attraction. My best friend is in on it, too. I set my foot on the last step, only it's not the last step. It's the ground. I try to steady myself, but it's no good. I go down, landing on all fours. Ow. I inspect my wrists and knees. Nothing serious except for some scraped skin. Nothing a washcloth and a band-aid won't fix. Someone offers his hand. Must be Miles. Fine. I take it, allowing him to help me to my feet. He stares at me. You went down. Hard. He said it that way on purpose. He must have. I'm fine, I say. I can walk home from here. It's close. No way. Drew will kill me. He won't kill you for offering to take my virginity? Some things are worth dying for. Miles kneels, inspecting my knees, but I'm more concerned with how short my skirt is and how close his head is to the hem. That's a bad scrape, he says. You have a first aid kit? Yeah, at home. I'll bandage it. It's nothing. I bruised plenty of knuckles in my day. I'm bandaging that. He rises to his feet. His eyes meet mine. Either we do it at your apartment, or we go to a 24-hour pharmacy. I don't need your help. Consider it a perk of our mutual friendship. Fine. I get back in the car. My knee doesn't hurt at all. And what the hell could he possibly know about scrapes that I don't? I'm an ER scribe. He's a rock star. It's clear which of us has the experience. He slides into the driver's seat. So, where do you live? Santel in Idaho, the complex on the left. He drives without any need for directions.
We pull into the garage, and I lean over Miles to punch in the code. This time, I'm acutely aware of how close my chest is to his face. His lips are about two inches from my top. His exhale sends a shiver straight down my spine. Deep breath. I can handle this. I push all my lust away and direct him to a parking spot. Then it's to my apartment on the third floor. It's a mess. There are clothes all over the bed and the floor, including several pair of underwear. I kick them under the bed. Miles scans the walls of my tiny studio apartment, taking in the movie posters, breathing a hint of life into the otherwise drab, beige room. All three original Star Wars movies, plus Jurassic Park, The Matrix, Dark City, and The Terminator. My queen bed is about two feet from my desk. The kitchenette barely fits one person. So it makes sense that Miles is standing a mere foot away, but my heart is still beating awfully fast.